Oh my goodness, Queen. Aren't women amazing? Like so amazing. I cannot believe how isolated I let myself get living in such a bubble, thinking that like my community and my people didn't really exist. Today's podcast episode is going to introduce you to a true soul sister. Allison Walsh, I mean, first of all, she won Miss Florida in 2006. She's gorgeous inside and out, has totally not only recovered from an eating disorder, but also is just a champion for healing holistically for women with body image issues and eating disorders and all sorts of other things. Of course, that's, you know, she's a mother of three. She's a graduate from law school um, and now does consulting and brand building. She's worked with over 250 one-on-one clients because that's how obsessed she is about building women's brand and helping you get to the uniqueness of your story. And it's a really beautiful conversation uh, that we had today. And I'm so excited. If you don't already know who she is for you to get to know her more um, and, but just really bask in the epicness of how incredible you are, how incredible women are, and how many resources are actually available to help you get to the next level. So enjoy. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Allison, it is such a delight to have you on the Divine Living Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Oh, Gina, it is my honor. I am absolutely thrilled to be here. Oh, good, good, good. Well, it's not often that I get to interview a pageant queen. We interview a lot of queens, and we're going to get into your, your business queendom as well. But I wanted to take a little trip down memory lane and share uh, with my audience a little bit more about you, the woman behind the brand that you have created today. And so you won Miss Florida. Is that correct? I did a long time ago. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> oh, it feels like it 15 years ago already, but yeah, it was a dream job with an expiration date, but it was amazing. Oh, so how did you get in? How'd you get into it? Yeah. So I didn't grow up competing in pageantry or anything. I always just idolized the women that were on the stage at Miss America and really respected everything that they did to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just to set my sights on that being something that I wanted to accomplish for myself. And so I um, started competing when I was 18 years old and I was a freshman at the university of Florida. My first title was Miss university of Florida, which was an incredible experience to be able to represent my school. And you know, I competed at Miss Florida that year, made the 10 and, you know, just got hooked at that point. I'm like, I'm coming back. I will make this happen. I actually competed four times uh, during the course of my years. It was actually crowned on my 23rd birthday. I had one wow. Miss Miami that year and then one Miss Florida um, on my birthday. It was unbelievable. So it was just a blessing and uh, definitely opened up so many incredible doors for me. And I had the chance to really promote causes that I cared about. I had started a nonprofit when I was 18 as well. So I got to really champion that. And so many of the doors that opened because of being Miss Florida, I walked through later in life and it was a direct result of those relationships and those connections. And I'm, I'm very, very grateful. 
Wow, wow, wow. All right, so let's back up this bus here because you know, you're obviously beautiful inside and out. And to look at something like that, I think most of us would look at those like, that, that's like something that happens on TV and that's other people. It's like, you just set this intention, like, I want to do that. And I'm presuming you didn't go into it thinking that you were going to lose. <laughs> um, so like, what went on inside of you that was like, yes, that's mine. For me, I knew that it would send me in a totally different direction, right? I knew that the doors that would open, as I've mentioned, would be huge. I knew that it would be transformative and I'm a huge advocate for pushing yourself to be the best that you can be and to truly mm -hmm. show up and to constantly evolve. Like I live and die and have forever by the phrase of the saying of the whole point of being alive is to evolve into the complete person you were intended to be. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed, you know, even after that first year of competing and, you know, making the top 10, I knew that I had already elevated so much mm -hmm. as a person. And mm -hmm. I actually, I competed three years and then I took one year off in between. And I noticed that I wasn't as focused. I wasn't working, mm -hmm. um, as intentionally on things that matter to me on that one year off. And that was a big part of it. When I came back mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I am my best when I have something that I'm working towards. And I've always been very intentional around goal setting and everything, but that year in particular really highlighted the fact that, you know, when you set your mind to something and you're working towards it, it's yes, it's amazing when it happens, but everything else about that growth process is even that much more beneficial. And so, yeah, I was very clear that I wanted it and it was a, a lot of hard work that went into it. Um, but I also grew tremendously in the process and I'm so grateful for that. Oh, you know, I love, love hearing this, Allison. And what you're, you're reminding me of, you know, I'm sitting there like, wow, Miss Florida pageants, like the whole thing. Like I never, I never looked at that stage and was like, yeah, I ought to do that. Or that. That's me. <laughs> but I did, you know, when I was, what was I, 21, I did it with the White House and I was like obsessed with the White House and all things politics. And, and I was like, I'm going to go work there. And I did. And so I just want this to be a reminder to Queens everywhere that whatever, and it's also, I remember Kim Kardashian was talking about when she like saw like the glimpse of some first reality show, she was like that, that's what I want to do. So it's just a great reminder. Like I never looked at a pageant or reality show and said that, but I did for the White House and for anyone, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're like, yes, that go for it, go for it. Because as we're demonstrating, it's meant to be yours. Yes, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so how let's, let's take now we'll connect the dots. How did you go from all things Miss Florida and what you did for Miss America to where you're at today? So it was uh, just a wonderful journey. And I mentioned, I started a nonprofit when I was 18, I had actually struggled pretty severely with eating disorders while I was in high school. And I had made it my mission to help others because I didn't any, didn't want anybody else to feel the way that I felt. And I just felt so alone and that I, my parents didn't know how to navigate it. And so we said, well, the best thing you can do if you want to change something is to do it right. To do it yourself. Right. And mm -hmm. so that's where it really started. So I became a huge advocate for this and got really involved with many organizations, um, the national Alliance for eating disorders, the national eating disorders association. I became a spokesperson for so many, especially once I became Miss Florida and I got to really champion a cause and I loved it. 
And during my year as Miss Florida, I traveled 80,000 miles, which was unreal and completed over 250 speaking engagements and appearances and had all of these wonderful opportunities to connect with people. And one of the women that I connected with during my year of service, uh, reached out to me several years later and said, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to get into um, the business side of healthcare. I have a spot on my team and I would love somebody from your foundation board to apply if anybody's interested. And at that point I was in my third year of law school and realized quickly that that was not what I wanted to do. Um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to raise my hand for this. I think that this is much more in alignment with like who I am as a person. And I would love to learn this. And I've always been on the nonprofit side, but yeah, let's go for the for-profit side and let's learn this. And so I took the job and had the chance to um, be there for a while. And then I was recruited uh, to be part of a startup healthcare company shortly thereafter, was the second person brought on the team eight years ago. We've grown it to a thousand team members. We are, wow. in, uh, yeah, no kidding. Talk about growth, right? So um, six years or six uh, states, nine locations, and it's been unbelievable to be able to really uh, scale an, an organization that has such a a wonderful mission of helping to save lives, repair families and really restore communities. And so talk about, uh, an unbelievable opportunity. So that was on that side of it. And then I, and quickly after being Miss Florida, got into the consulting side of things too, and coaching. And so I've always, for the last 14 years, simultaneously been running, um, several different businesses and have been as a solopreneur, then in a partnership, now as an entrepreneur with a team and, and it's been just so much fun and I love it. And I get to literally build brands and businesses, whether that's on the personal brand or on the healthcare side of brands and help other people do it too. You are just such a delight. Okay. We, I have to like, just stop everything in because you're just like tossing things out. Like <laughs> when I was in my third year of law school, like I like my gap year of like from college to high school, like, I'm like, okay, law school. What, what were you going to law school for? So during my advocacy time, I got really frustrated that insurance companies weren't covering treatment for people. And I was watching a lot of families struggle with getting access to care. And there was this woman in California that was this unbelievable rock star attorney that just was championing this and going against the insurance companies and getting people coverage so they could get the life-saving care that they needed. And I was like, I want to be her like, again, kind of that, like, wow. yes. And so I actually flew out there and like interviewed her because I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm amazed. And, um, so that was really what I wanted to do when I got started, but I got into it and law school's really intense, really, really, really intense. And I got into my first year. I'm like, okay, I knew it was going to be hard, but like, this is really a lot more than what I realized. Second year came and I'm like, I don't think this is how I'm supposed to feel about my career. And so I started to do this just like inward um, audit of what was going on. And I'm, and started to have the feelings like this was probably not the right thing for me, but I am also a very stubborn person sometimes. And I hate the thought of quitting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. I will figure this out, but mm -hmm. I also knew I had to have some really brave conversations with a lot of people in my world that were excited about me being an attorney and going to law school. And so I was like, you know what, mm, that's going to be <laughs> not necessarily the way this all turns out. So there was a lot of um, contemplation, a lot of um, getting honest with myself and then deciding that it was most important to live my purpose and to not worry about people pleasing as much as I used to. I cannot believe how aligned our paths are because when I was 
working in, well, I was a psychotherapist and I saw the same things with the insurance companies. So I went to law school to do mental health advocacy to get the insurance companies to cover more uh, all of that. So I went to law school for one year. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got kicked, I got kicked out. So I didn't oh, make it to year three. Saved. <laughs> didn't see it like that at the time. I remember like going and telling my family, not only was I not going to be a lawyer, but I also got 0.04% underneath the grade point average <laughs> to be invited back for year two. And I was ladies, I'm listening, uh, listen to this. Uh, I was devastated that I wasn't going to be able to return to a place where every day I woke up and said, my soul is dying. But I do like all the whole first year, my soul is dying. My soul, like it was just life crushing. Well, and it's so crazy too, because it's like my husband's an attorney and he loves the practice of law. Like that's it. And for him. And on top of it, he didn't just go to law school. Then he went, he got his master's in tax law. Like he is like, you know, that does not light my soul on fire. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, it's so important that I think that, you know, we live intentionally, we live on purpose. We find what it is that we love, what we can lean into and the world needs everyone. Right. And so much respect. I had respect for attorneys before I went to law school. I have even more respect for them now. And, uh, you know, it's, but yeah, I realized that was not going to be my path. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. No, I get it. I get it. All right. So talking about all things of passionate, you seem obsessed with building brands. Yes. Talk to me about that. What do you love about building brands? Well, on the personal side of it. So when I work with women and I'm helping them build their brands, what happens in that process is that they realize how truly spectacular they are. So yes, Mm -hmm. you know, the aesthetics all come together and we can package it up and we can make everything look amazing. But what happens on the inside when they truly own who they are and allow mm. themselves to authentically and genuinely show up, it's the most beautiful experience. And I've done this with a wide range of women too, and young and all the way through to, you know, reinventing themselves after their corporate careers and finally going for something. And so, you know, I've done this now over 200 times, 250 clients that I've worked with one-on-one over the last. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, no. And I love it. And I, I love to walk alongside them too, because there's so many things that come up when they're really investing in themselves and they're getting visible and they're showing up in a way that maybe they haven't had the confidence to show up before. And it's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful process. And I'm, I love it. I, it just, it makes me so fulfilled, especially I call it like the light switch effect, right? Like when all of a sudden the switch goes on and they realize like, wow, I am amazing. And they start to see themselves in the way that I've seen them or that others around them have seen them, but they haven't given themselves permission to really shine as brightly as they're capable of. So Mm -hmm. I love that. Like that to me is just like the best on the business side of it. When I can create something and I can bring up a, a company to the forefront that can actually create meaningful change in the lives of those who it serves, that is again, just as powerful. Right. And, and I think about just my career at advanced recovery systems and everything I've been able to do there, you know, every single time that we open a facility, every single time we start a new business, we just launched a mental wellness application too, like during the pandemic, bringing that to life, the whole process, right. It becomes just such a powerful experience to be able to make sure that, you know, who we're creating it for can find it and we can be of service. And so, and making it as 
spectacular as it possibly can be. You know, we're at the point now with, you know, our like main brand that millions and millions of people hit our website every single month, over 3 million people come and visit us online. And the, that is such a powerful thing to have that type of recognition. And then it, it goes not only beyond the online presence, it's how are we showing up in the communities in which we serve, you know, all of my team members that are out in the field, you know, mm -hmm. they are our frontline, right? They're the people that are interfacing and it's important for there to be alignment and brand standards, not just again, aesthetically and how it all looks, but who we are as a company and the values and what we're bringing um, to those we serve. So it's just, it's so much fun to create. And I think that's what really gets me so excited is I'm not afraid to roll up my sleeves to take on a client or a, a new company or whatever it may be and say, okay, let's do this and let's do it to the best of our possible or possible ability, right? Like it's, mm -hmm. we don't need to play small here. We need to go big. And I promise you that if you really focus on doing it intentionally. And with that mindset of I'm going to step into my greatness here, you're going to be blown away at the results. You're going to attract who you want to attract. You're going to be vibrant. You're going to build your own confidence in the process, and you're going to just continue to be able to level up and level up and level up. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what, what, what would you say to the woman who, cause I've seen so many women, you know, come into my seminars or coaching rooms or whatever it is. And they're just terrified that there's not something unique about them or special about them, or they don't know who they want to serve or like what their thing would be. But like, how, how do you start with someone kind of like with that blank slate? So I think when there's lack of clarity there, I think it's really important that they write their own story. When you can write your own story and you can really map out different pivotal times in your life where you've created change or something happened to you and you emerged in a, a new version of yourself, mm -hmm. or there's been any type of transition or transformation, sometimes those are the key areas that they keep coming back to. And then it's about just really digging in even deeper because every single person is unique. We all have our own unique stories. And yes, there's going to be so many people out there that there's overlap and there's of course, consistency and how they, and, and perspective and philosophy and all this. And sometimes that's what creeps in with women when they say, Oh, I'm not enough, or I'm not unique enough. You're unique enough for the people that you need to serve. Right. And, and mm. that's where knowing your story, understanding how to share it, um, being that light in somebody else's life, if that's what you're trying to do is going to probably come from those times in your life where there's been a transformation, a transition, a pain point, something that's happened. And now you can be that for somebody else. You can be that person that walks alongside or that guiding light or that inspiration or whatever it is. And so don't be afraid of, of being like everybody else stay more focused on the fact that your unique story, every single thing that's gotten to you, you to where you are right now is beautifully designed for you to be able to then serve someone else. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sum it up with like, give yourself some credit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and give God some credit. Like exactly. you've been through everything you've been through for this unique story. Exactly. I see women minimize their impact all of the time. And that, that is so hard. You know, it's like when you watch somebody just almost talk down to themselves, it's really, really, really important that we help them stop that immediately and change the narrative and mm -hmm. realize that those things happen to them because they can now serve in this capacity. Or, you know, if, 
I mean, I hear it constantly. Right. And I even hear it in, you know, I've got three kids too. So like even the narrative that of course you do. Like, what what haven't you excelled in? I love this woman so much. Like, yes, like, like Queens, we need to own it. Like, yes, you can have it all, but keep going. Yeah. So, but I mean, even having these conversations, I'm watching my nine-year-old, right? So she's now becoming very self-aware, you know, there's all the chatter of the peer groups and everything. And even stopping her from having the negative self-talk or Mm -hmm. talking down to herself or beating herself up. And one of the things that I have her do that I actually think is a pretty powerful exercise, regardless of age, is that when I hear her saying something negative about herself or talking down to herself, we pull out a journal and we, we write right over and over and over again. I am amazing. I am valuable. I am valued. I am loved. I am appreciated. I am talented. I'm special. I am God's child. I am, you know, like writing it over and over and over again. That's a really helpful exercise. If you feel like you're also kind of making yourself feel small and things Mm -hmm. like that are really powerful for you to do and can really change the course of how you feel about yourself. Oh, wow. Wow. How old are your other kids? So five and almost three (laughs) little ones. Oh yes. Yes. And I'm also a crazy dance mom and I wear that hat proudly. So yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to like follow this Instagram situation to see. They're so fun. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) Amazing. 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 So I want to circle back to, um, because obviously I work with women and women's empowerment in the divine living community. And so many women either struggle with body image or eating disorders or something related. Does one actually heal from an eating disorder? I believe we do. I believe we do. Say more. Yes. So, you know, I think the first few years after I chose to enter recovery were very difficult. And I find that those are the most pivotal years. And when you do the work and when you surround yourself with people and professionals and support that can help you really identify what it is that caused the eating disorder or caused the addiction or caused whatever it is, that is absolutely critical because Mm -hmm. it wasn't the eating disorder was the physical manifestation of other things that were going on trauma, anxiety, depression, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to address those issues is when I felt myself truly heal. And when I was able to also uh, equip myself with healthy tools and healthy ways of handling stress or what I was going through, that was helping me become that much more resilient. Mm -hmm. And that was necessary because life is going to throw you curveballs, right? There's Mm -hmm nobody has a perfect life, right? Like spoiler alert, like there is no such thing and there's going to be hard times and there's going to be stressful situations. But, you know, for me learning those things early on, I feel very grateful for, because as we've gone through difficult challenges, right? The recession hit us really hard. Obviously the pandemic has been challenging. There's been, you know, all types of things that we've experienced. I know myself well enough now to know what I need to do to take care of myself. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and that was really, really, really valuable for me to learn at an early age when it comes to body positivity and self-esteem and confidence, there's such an interplay there. And it is a constant evolution. Like as you change, as you evolve, giving yourself grace, appreciating where you are in this journey, what your body does for you. And I think like reframing a lot of that is really important. Again, kind of going back to that negative self-talk, it's easy to pick ourselves apart. 
But if we change it to building ourselves up and looking at, okay, my body is strong. It gives me the ability to do what I do every single day. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm capable of, of experiencing life the way I can because of this, right? Like, and stop beating ourselves up. It can be incredibly beneficial. Um, and there's so much work you can do on mindset and, you know, and being okay with reaching out for professional help too, right? Like that's mm -hmm. so important. And, and I think during the pandemic, so many people experienced things that they had never experienced before feelings that maybe they didn't really identify with from before. Um, and for maybe the first time not being okay, but it's so important that if you're, if you're, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to not do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And so being proactive on your mental health, how you're feeling about yourself, just as you would with your physical health. Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. you feel symptoms, you start feeling sick. The first thing you do is, you know, call the doctor or go to a walk-in clinic or whatever. Right. We have to be the same way when it comes to our mental health, when we see a deterioration, when we're not feeling like ourselves, when we're noticing day over day, that the joy is just not there really checking in and saying, okay, you know what, would I be would it be a good thing for me to go talk to somebody? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then do it. Like pick up the phone. There's so many people that can help. Um, so I know that's a long winded answer to the body positivity and what we can do, but it's, there's such an interplay because, you know, for me, it was a physical man manifestation of other things that were going on. And for so many people, they can say the same thing. So it's mm -hmm. about treating the underlying issues first and yes. doing it as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whether those of you listening have an eating disorder or some kind of um, body image that you're struggling with or whatever you're struggling with, I think that there's so oftentimes when our society will tell us like, well, this is the end of the road or, you know, if, if it's a relationship that this is unrepairable or any of that. And I just, I really align with Allison that healing does exist and yes, there's, you know, we call it the work. You got to do the work of it. But I don't know. I think what work is, is in the wound. Like it's really, it takes a lot of work to have the wound active and, and alive. The getting the self, you know, and, and getting the healing is, uh, it, it's not as much work to me as, as living with the pain. So Oh, um, it's so worth it. And you learn so much about yourself yes. too, right? Like it's just a beautiful experience when you allow yourself to heal, right? Yes. I think sometimes I know at least early in my recovery, I almost felt like I was fighting it, right? I was, because it was my coping mechanism. It was how mm -hmm. I dealt with life. And uh, once I realized that there was this beautiful life on the other side, if I mm -hmm. gave myself the opportunity to experience it and yeah, I had to change a lot of things and I had to learn a lot and I had to make amends and I had to do a lot of things, but it was so worth it. And mm -hmm. true recovery, full recovery is possible. Um, you know, and, and being able to live life the way that I live it now, I'm so grateful for that every single day. You know, you can really feel it when a woman has that sense of self, when she is there for herself. There's a freedom in that. There's a detachment from needing to be okay from the outside because you just are from the inside and you, you just absolutely exude it. It's, um, I didn't know what the details were before today, but it's, I, it was very obvious that you're very grounded in your sense of self and collected in who you are. It's beautiful, you, to, <laughs> beautiful to witness. And I'm sure that, um, you know, 
no wonder you're so passionate about building these brands because you probably just do all of what we've just discussed um, and helping people pull themselves together so that they too can feel whole and at peace. Absolutely. No, it, it just lights me up so much. So I'm so grateful that I have that ability to do that and help uh, others too. You know, and I think the other theme that I'm, I wanted to pick up on here too, before we wrap up is go where your passion is and don't think that you need to do something a, that you don't like B that you're not necessarily good at, or C that you see other people doing so that you think, well, they got success that way. So I will too. So I'll share with you when I was like in my hardcore business coaching, like doing all the business things, my least favorite part of business coaching was around any form of branding, <laughs> any form of branding. And I would always, I would look for branding people. I'm like, who can I like send these people to? Because it just, it wasn't like, there's so many pieces of the transformation that I'm lit up about and branding was just not one of them. And so I think it's just something that I really want, like, just like we saw, like started out talking about like, I was lit up about the White House. You were lit up about um, the pageants and the stage. It's like, let yourself naturally go where you're lit up because you that's where your success is going to be, by the way. Like, I mean, this woman like can't put enough brands together. So obviously, if you are looking to either uh, reinvent your brand or start your brand, you know where to go. And we'll have all of her links and information. Actually, why don't we talk about how can someone work with you, Allison? And, and what's that process like? How long does it take? Fill us in. Absolutely. So no, I, all of the information is on allisonwalshconsulting.com. Typically, uh, when I uh, work with a, a woman individually, the launch your brand uh, package is, is usually six months, right? We, we try to do um, everything within that window of time, but usually what happens is that we get it done faster and then we move on to the next project because they're like, oh my gosh, I have so much momentum now, like what's next? So that's been really fun. So that's, that's my most popular package. I also have Elevate, which is our mastermind. And that's for women that are all working towards something, leveling up, right? And in mm -hmm. lots of areas of life. Um, and then on Instagram, I mean, it's at Allison Walsh. I'm active there every day. I love connecting with women and, and really providing positivity and, and motivation and inspiration on a regular basis. But yeah, so everything's on the, on the website though. I would welcome, great. welcome any inquiries. Great, great, great. Well, we will certainly put all of those links in the show notes. Um, definitely follow Allison, check her out. If, you know, I remember how, lost I was when I didn't, I couldn't see my brand. And for me anyways, it, it didn't happen naturally. Like I needed to work with experts because it was my blind spot. You know, I think we all have our natural giftings, but I couldn't see what was different about me. I couldn't, I just thought that what I wanted and what I, my message was, was just like everybody else's. And um, of course, that couldn't possibly be true because nobody else is me or you or any of it. Um, the I never, ever, ever, ever would have come up with divine living on my own. Oh, and it's so awesome, too. I love it. Isn't it? It's so good. It was it was a very expensive package. So I'm <laughs> glad that I at least got that out of it. Um, and just and even like the evolution of my brand aesthetic, you know, it was um you know, and the week will become strong. Like it was such a weak area of my life, not of my business, not 
I could do the work. Like I always knew how to coach and I knew how to build the businesses, but this branding piece, which probably I didn't like coaching. It was, it wasn't something that I could do myself. And PS, when I did, it showed. <laughs> I was in charge of my own website and my own branding and the whole thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an accurate reflection of me. So I think that sometimes women are so hard on themselves. They think that they've got to figure it all out and do everything, or they might have a partner that says, don't spend money on that. Um, I am a big believer in investing in your brand aesthetic message evolution. Um, personally, I just didn't want to work that hard, like to figure myself out. And I couldn't, I think that we don't, you know, we don't expect ourselves to do surgery on ourselves. Like we go to an expert for that. So I would highly recommend, um, getting with Allison, if you are looking for that brand expansion or, um, start because it's, it can be such an enjoyable process when you're with the right person. And obviously Allison's holistic approach uh, is going to resonate with the whole divine living community. So Allison, thank you so much for your light, your joy, your wisdom, your expertise, and, uh, and just the special flavor of who you are in the world. And thanks for being here today. Oh, Gina, thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together. Same here, same here to be continued. All right, my beautiful, I hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life. And if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood, I want to invite you to join me in my global community in the Audacity to be Queen free companion course. This is completely free. And when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, you're going to get meditations, you're going to get videos, you're going to get workbooks, you're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity.